Brewing over Newmarket Aurora's PC candidate nomination. A Bradford man hasn't updated his car registration in 22 years. And Mississauga's Ribfest is changing venues in response to council's complaints. A little cloud plus five. This update is brought to you by Frank Atoll on 148.ca. Predictions are plenty. The great Franco Damas on 148.ca. Slash Frank, I'm Philip Pong from SRN National News. Now here's a bunch of men who predict and predict well. We've got Ray, we've got Mike, we've got Rod with North American Harness Update on SRN 1. The starter has called the field to the gate. We made sure Nyike showed up tonight. This field is in motion and approaching the start. And they're off. And it's a battle into the first turn for control. The battle continues by the half and approaching the far turn. Stride for stride past the three-quarter pole and approaching the top of the stretch. And as they hit the top of the stretch, it's mission brief. Foiled again, Muscle Hill, Captain Treacherous and Vegas Vacation, Lucky Jim from Rock and Roll Dance, be a magician, Sebastian K approaches the line, Gucci always coming late, and as they hit the wire, it's too close to call. Now here's North American Harness Update on SRN1. The universe has many questions that we as men try to answer, men being the species itself. One of them is, why does Greg Kinnear not have any Oscars? But we also have other more pertinent questions, such as who's going to win the seventh race at Hawthorne this evening? Well, we don't have the answer to that one specifically, but we're more in that ballpark than necessarily trying to figure out Greg Kinnear's career, unfortunately. But that's what goes with being North American Harness Update. Ray Catolo of North American Harness Update fame and of uh, stand-up comedy infamy joining you this evening alongside Mike Prebozy, Rod Allums Jr. Welcome guys to the show, Rod. Thank you very much for your uh, wonderful hand gestures. Uh, for those of you at home who aren't watching on the video feeds, he did on um, what we teens do uh, do is the peace sign and he waved it up and down to make it look cool because Peace, peace alone, just standing still. Not very cool, but in motion. Oh, it's banging. You know what else is banging? Racing. Uh, racing is banging, and not whatever sound Rod just made without a soundboard. This week on the show, we have racing from Western Fair. If you've listened to the show, you know what's coming up already. Western Fair pick four live on the air. Uh, Woodbine early pick four for tomorrow, and Meadowlands late pick four also for tomorrow. I don't know if you guys caught this. Uh, what, one thing I'm trying to do, because we have a video feed that starts before, uh, <clears throat> well, starts around the same time, the radio feed starts, and I'm trying to do like a little motion every week that if you're watching the video feed, you'll catch. This week, I threw my hip out by doing a high air kick, and I was like, I I heard I heard and felt cracks I had not heard in years or in my life even. But I was also I was in a really depressing point. I know we got to get to London, so that's why I'm telling this story quickly. Uh, I was at a really weird point where I was 
put I was taking off my pants, okay? And I was it I was <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm stretching in a way where I could pull I could I could pull a hamstring at any point right now, and I thought, I'm too young for this to happen. And it was just the other day, too. Um, I went to go bend down to grab something, and I actually felt my back throw out. So the point here is that I don't have much time left, so I'm glad in my final hours of life I'm here on the air talking about, of all things, horse racing. So let's discuss this London pick four, Rod and Mike. Uh, we have it starting with race number seven, and so do they because that's what we're going off of race six is going official momentarily the one horse classic news uh won the race and the horse that didn't win the race was the favorite lumiere but he did get second that's not important information for us however so let's roll into the first leg of this sequence as again it's race number seven race number seven for those who do not have a program opened up is a fifteen thousand dollar claiming trot condition claiming trot with a tag for hours of five, twenty-five thousand lifetime Men's Mike, starting with you, you're taking a bit of a stand in this short field. You're singling a horse. Singling the six. I just think that this horse is extremely obvious. Uh, it's been facing better as races against Striking Bull are, and uh, you know are, are better than than these horses. Draws a little bit outside, but I don't. I don't like the three much. I really had no excuse last time. Was breaking early. Um, you know, no other real early speed in the race. There's a lot of horses that are chronic losers. That the six should be either first or second early and dominate the race. I'm keying the six. Now, Rod, you are <laughs> you are going on the opposite end of that spectrum, and you're basically taking all but the five. Well, that is what you're taking, all but the five. No, I'm not using the seven. Oh, that's right. There's a seven in this race, too. I should know this. Yes. But still, five. five yeah, five deep. I'm five deep. I just don't trust anybody in this race. Uh, the six is obvious. He's going to leave. He's got plenty of gate speed to make the lead. But I just think there's a lot of speed in here, a lot of potential speed in here. Uh I think there's going to be quite a few trying to gun for the two-hole, and it, it could get a little touchy into the first turn. So I, with that, I, I think that I'm going to use five horses here and, and not basically eliminate myself in case that wild scenario does happen where everybody goes out of there. Who's got the volume up so loud? Turn it down. Okay, but keep talking. Okay, so uh, the one, I think, obvious with the rail, should be leaving, protecting rail position. Uh, I, I think you're going deep, you have to use this horse just because he's got the rail. The two, uh, last time, he's kind of been in between starts week to week here and there. Uh, usually tries to get a trip up close, should be leaving as well. The three I throw on there, uh, this one is another one. Looks pretty obvious. Broke last time, came back, made a power move to the front, and just got tired on the end. Uh, so I'm going to use – I'm not real keen on this horse either. The four I throw on, Japer Rosita. When she's flat, she's good enough, and, and she's beat these in the past. And 
it's just a matter of staying flat for her. Uh, gets a fast track tonight, so I do think that's that might help her. And doesn't draw the rail. She seems to be a little iffy in the first turn, so uh, she'll be closing if she's uh, flat anyways. And then the sixth. Like I said, it's pretty obvious. So one, two, three, four, six. And oh boy, is it a fast track. I don't know about you guys, but I actually stepped foot on the racing surface uh, before we went onto the air. And the moment my foot hit the ground, I went flying. It's it's like a conveyor belt fast. Uh, but I still found the time in uh, acquiring major injury to look at this sequence. And I'm too deep in the opening leg, not really straying towards anything special I couldn't really find anything outside of the two main horses and uh, one of them's actually a really interesting price is the betting board opens uh, not being the three future king but the six lucrative sun opening at 14 to one that's probably going to change though given how early it is in the betting and also the fact that he's two to one on the morning line uh, but the, this horse and or the six and the three excuse me are the two that really have the most form in this race and so long as I, it, so long as either the three stays flat or the six gets towards the front, the race is going to most likely fall into uh, their circumstances. That that makes sense, I think, as a sentence. Um, and that said, I have nothing really much more to add because it's the two favorites. So I'm three six in the opening leg. Don't really see much form outside of them. Second leg is race number eight, fifteen thousand dollar claiming filly and mare pace. We got one, four, seven lining up here. And Mike, after singling in the first leg, you're just taking them all in the next. Right, because th this race, I think anything can win. Uh, there's a lot of horses that, you know, even the ones that are in form, like the two, you know, this horse finished second last time at 54 to one. Uh, you know, the three was 40 to one last time. The four was 39 to one last time. Uh, none of these, all these sort of horses that have been, floundering are now put together so good luck figuring it out uh, there's not a lot of form the nine to five favorites you know have been off since december and uh you know the qualifier wasn't exactly you know riveting by any means i have no opinion i went short in the first leg i will use them all in leg two yeah rod good luck finding anything in this race even though you totally did good luck with that what makes you think you know this rod i go four deep the qualifier on the six is better than it looks on paper. Uh, that track that day was really bad. They were given four seconds, so converted down two minutes and change. But I'll start inside with the one, right side Luella. Uh, this one is kind of a, a hit or miss type, but with the rail, I think going to look for a tool trip. There's not a ton of speed in this race. I'm going to use on the notion that uh, he guns out of there pretty quickly and, and looks for that two-hole ride. The two uh, interfered with last time, was but and there were several in this race that were involved in that. Uh, but this horse actually, you know, gained some momentum from the little mishap around the three-quarter pole and raced really well, in my opinion. Uh, Finished second, just got beat to New Boston Town, who has won three straight and won her way out of the class. So uh, a repeat effort like that should put this horse close once again. The four, Darnies, was just way too far back, got stuck in, in that mix, and uh, 
you know, this one is another one that's kind of hit or miss. Uh, a lot of times this horse is right there and other times the horse just never shows up and you don't know what you're going to get with this horse. But again, this yeah, group is soft. Me. And then the six, like I mentioned, the qualifier is pretty good. This horse has talent. Uh, first start back as a three-year-old, I think might, uh, you know, could need a start, but uh, this is a soft group. So I'm going to throw her on anyways. One, two, four, six. Now I understand the constraints of my literacy, uh, but earlier this evening I went over to nahupicks.com, our website where you can find daily racing analysis from Western Fair at the Meadowlands at Woodbine Racetrack. And Rod, you only had three horses listed in this second leg. So I'm, I'm, I did not have the one listed on your graphics. So for those of you at home who've noticed the graphics on Twitter and Facebook, Rod is four deep. Don't know how, but he is now. As for me, I'm too deep. Uh, this is another race where I couldn't really find much. And Mike was right in the sense of there's not a lot of form in this race. So there's a lot of hypothesizing on my part and a lot of word making up also on my part but let's be honest if you can try and sound smart you want to do it in the sport of horse racing so uh, that said I'm too deep starting with the three PL Kaleidoscope making her third start after taking a bit of a layoff from the beginning of February towards the end of February if you really call that a layoff um, but her first start back was decent moving first over and she hanged a bit to finish third but she still at least made some kind of move towards towards the front, going wide around that final turn. Start after that was involved in that <clears throat> outer flow confusion made, I think, because a horse broke in between horses. Uh, and She ended up being interfered with enough to finish eighth in that race. I feel like she is a bit better than that last line presents and also is shortening from the mile on the 16th to the regular mile, so that could definitely help her. And the Ford Daenerys is the other horse I use. Raced very well last time. She was up on the gate, two starts back, launching towards the top, and ended up just kind of hanging around to finish fourth. Otherwise, she's had bad draws either outside or in the second tier and that's not necessarily her best game was also drawing in against decent horses like apple tart hanover and, <clears throat> and also new boston town who beat a lot of the horses in this race uh, coming up uh, that said other than those two uh, the fact that there's a nine to five morning line favorite that hasn't raced in three months as mike said makes me it, it makes it hard for me to really see anything in terms of odds that are would represent the betting represent the form of the horses if that makes sense so that said i'm going to be three four hoping i can get a bit of a price out of the fact that these horses aren't necessarily appealing on the program but could have the potential to improve into this race third leg is race number nine it's a fifteen thousand dollar claimer again philly and mayor pace we have eight lining up here uh starting off with you mike four deep four deep Four deep, uh, starting with the one, Apple Card Hanover. This horse has a lot of speed, draws the rail, should be in front early. Uh, it's going to be tough to catch, I would think, especially this horse has been blasting from outside spots and, you know, getting the front. Just missed last time from the second tier. Uh, going to be right there. The, the two, Honest Gambler, should get a pocket trip, comes back from Woodbine, had bad post there, um, has a little bit of back class to it, has, has made – you know, 30,000 uh, with four lifetime wins. So, you know, the, the horse has been facing better. I think should be able to get a trip in the race. Uh, the six, Rousey Ronda, beat the the, uh, the one last time. Has won two in a row and just seems to be getting better with each start. But it has to draw outside here, and that's going to equal a different for this one. 
and then the seven, uh, Bad Bad Diva. Uh, this is a closer, and you know it's Harris. Um, you know he's been getting horses out of the of the gate early. Should get some position. Uh, I'm hoping maybe can end up second over behind the six, and then could be live late. One, two, six, seven. Now, Rod, I I have you as being three deep. Is that correct? I am. I'm three oh, deep. Okay. Here. Okay. You start with the one apple tart handover. Looks obvious. Uh, should be leaving right to the front. Uh, no way this horse doesn't make the front or the two hole in this race. Uh, the last start uh, was coming off a month layoff and raced really well, so I'm going to go ahead and use that one again. The two on a scambler uh, draws inside. Doesn't have much gate speed, but uh, this one's kind of been all over all over the place. Uh, first start over here at London. Could upset this field if this horse does get away well from the gate. And, you know, my opinion is this horse should look right for the two-hole. And then the six, Rousey Ronda. Uh, she's been good all season. Not a lot to, to say about this one. I mean, she's been one, two, three every week this year. So, uh, you know, tough not to throw this horse on. Even with the outside draw, I mean, this horse has just been – too good recently, so I'm going to use one, two, six. I'm the only one of this group who does not use Rousey Ronda, and I feel that, well, and the reason for that is because looking at that last race, sure, it was a mile and a sixteenth, so she has a bit of a handicap there in that sense, or an excuse in that sense. Um, but from the rail, only held on by a neck over Apple Tart Hanover. To me, that reads that as the favorite there, that she's potentially vulnerable in this start. And the fact that she's going to be bet still makes me think I can get a bit more value out of this race with a vulnerable favorite. I'm four deep then starting from there. Apple Tart Hanover starts me off, but she's pretty obvious, and we've already talked about her, especially with the improved draw, as well as just the fact she's been racing dynamite at this level in her last few starts. The three Southfield Spirits, the second horse I use, gained some ground last time out in that Rousey Ronda race with the poor draw to finish fourth, and otherwise has been racing consistently well at the 15 level, and makes moves when she has to, either going first over and progressing towards the lead, but otherwise then, she she does have a tendency to hang, and that's why I was hesitant to use her, but given the right setup, she could potentially swing by horses and win this race. Uh, the four, Northern Lauren, then, is the next horse I use. This one's going to be a bit of a price. Uh, looking back, she's, she has made one start here at London and it was a decent race finishing third against the 7,000 claimers and it's an interesting move up to the $15,000 level. I couldn't really wrap my head around why they would move her up in class but to me that reads as a potentially positive move given that last race. She was locked behind horses and then once she found room she gained seven lengths over the course of that stretch drive uh, to finish third by two at odds of five to one and then otherwise she has some poor miles towards the end of her season at Woodbine last year which makes me think she could have used the time off and is now starting to roll back into form so she could be a really sneaky upset horse uh, in this third leg of the pick four and the last one I use is the seven bad bad diva making her fourth start since shipping up from Rosecroft and she's been racing very well I don't see why she should have any problem in against this group considering too she was third last time from post four and she should be able to get a nice stocking spot and that's usually how she races her best not only that, but also look at the fact that she debuted here back on February 16th, and she won 
as the favorite. So she belongs at this level. She can beat this group. She just needs the right trip, and she should be able to work that out from post seven. So I'm one, three, four, seven, taking a stand against the favorite. Final leg, race number 10, 7,000 Philly and Mare Claimer. We got one minute to post. That means we got about four until the race goes off. Uh, so, Mike, starting with you, you use the exact same four I do. So put words in my mouth. Uh, I'm towards the middle of the gate here. The, the two, lot of sassy girl, gets Carol, draws well, uh, you know, was second last time at this level. The three, Lady Richmond has won two in a row, uh, one from outside post, although I think was facing a little bit lesser there. Uh, still a chance. Uh, Harris stayed with that one. The four, Moon Lake, won two in a row, then had a perfect trip and, you know, kind of uh, with the barn change, faltered uh now was in a near 50 percent barn likely favorite and then the five backs the land one last time from the eight hole uh was claimed gets stewart again uh, you know th this horse is a closer but if can get a trip can contend two three four five i could have said it better but you did a good job mike rod you're three deep then taking the same horses as us but nick's in the two yeah, I'm using three, four, five here. I, I thought this race was pretty chalky. And really, I think any of the three can win. It just depends on how the race sets up. Um, the three is obviously going to go. The four doesn't have to go. I think is a little bit better off the pace anyways. Um, but she's been sharp and, you know, claimed five out of the last six weeks. Every time she's in this class, she's probably getting claimed again tonight. Uh, and then the five, Dex Land, claimed last time. Raced really well first over. I have nothing against this horse. Uh, she likes London. So this is definitely one that I, I think you got to use on any ticket you play. Three, four, five for me. So then here's my ticket as follows. You thought I threw my hip out? Not yet, guys. Okay, so for 20 cents, I'm 3-6 with 3-4 with 1-3-4-7 with 2-3-4-5. Again, that's 3-6 with 3-4 with 1-3-4-7 with 2-3-4-5. 12-80 for 20 cents. These tickets are on Twitter and Facebook. Mike, your numbers. Six with all with 1-2-6-7 with 2-3-4-5. It's 22-40. Rod, Can your numbers. Mike played. One, two, three, four, six with one, two, four, six with one, two, six with three, four, five. 36, I played. Now, what's interesting looking at this betting board is Jay Port Rosita was just the favorite at eight to five, now up to two to one. The three future king back up to favoritism or back down to favoritism at nine to five. Six lucrative son currently at three to one perhaps float no it is three to one floated down from four to one uh anyone on this betting board looking pretty appealing to you guys at all well i keep the six and now i just bet the six at that price uh not really i mean the one is the decent price um if you're looking for a price play i say the one the one is uh pretty good we gotta give a shout out to uh terry astic at terry astic on twitter he's watching right now uh, howdy, Patty. Patty, can I call him Patty? Are we on a are we on a first name nickname basis now? Or is it, you have to wait like three weeks for that, I think. Because like you you got you got to take time for it to process. You know, you should know that as a mailman, it takes it takes a couple of business days to develop a friendship. Allow three to eight weeks for shipping and handling. Exactly, especially yeah. on the handling. But one minute forty five seconds to post time. Now, oh, that that's a big change. Lucrative Sun is now the one to five favorite. 
<clears throat> so someone dumped two hundred dollars in the pool. <laughs> I kid, of course. I have, have to change that ticket. A lot of people. <laughs> this was something. This was something I was surprised uh, by. It was um, I th- it was either Monday or Tuesday night at London. They had across the board probably thirty grand bet into the race. And that those numbers were surprising me, but then again, they were like the only game in town on that now, on a weeknight. You do know that some people do kind of mess with pools so they can play with offshore wagering and take advantage of those things. And those are things that are certainly taken advantage ofable. Do you understand the concept? Like, say right now, you could bet. $5,000 on the five to show if you thought he wasn't going to show. And then offshore, there's no limits. You're not going to affect the pools. So you could bet 10000 to show on the six and collect $10 whenever he pays that after the five runs out and the six runs in. I I, I didn't carry the four. So that didn't add up mm-hmm. in my mind. Okay. In other news. Well, other people that know what I'm talking about will get that. We, we have 30 seconds to post. And for the first time... Uh, in the years I've been doing the show, I realize I have this thing on my desk. It's a weird horse statue. Uh, th- this horse, um, very well crafted, actually. This is a nice little Are we figure. that bored that we need to break out props you've never seen before? I'm not a prop comic, all right? I'm just, I thought this was interesting. And I, I felt like the people watching the video... Oh, my... <laughs> if there's anything I've learned... Not only from the years I've been doing this show, but from the year I've been doing it with Rod, is that no matter what it is I do, I'm a homosexual for it. And that said, I, I mean, there's nothing to matter with that, Ray. It's fine. Yeah, that, that's that's the point I've been trying to make. It's not necessarily that much of a joke. What is a good joke? Is an elephant a circus? Le- London's not a good joke. London is an art form. But an elephant, a circus leader, and a rabbi walk into a bar. What happens next? Find out after this race from Western Fair. Three to five. There's going to be no ending to this story. Three to five on Lucrative Sun. Three to one on Future King. Five to one on Style Spotlight. Seven in line approaching the start off. And trotting lucrative sun future king, the two favorites battle for the top style spotlight. Gets away third, the high road shoots up the inside to get fourth around that turn. Moving up then, ties little dream, then Jay Port Rosita, a little rough gated towards the rear. Rising pressure is last of them all down the back stretch. Future King in front by two and a quarter over Lucrative Sun second. Third then Style Spotlight from the high road in fourth. Fifth then Ty's Little Dream. Sixth still Jay Port Rosita rising pressure last through a 29 and one opening quarter. One six to five leads. The other is in second by two and a half. It's Future King leading around the far turn first time to the top of the stretch over Lucrative Sun. Style Spotlight stocks them from third. 
the high road back and forth. He's edging off the rail slightly behind him. Then Ty's Little Dream trying to flush cover. And it's J-Port Rosita rising pressure. No movement after a one minute, one-fifth half. 31 seconds that second quarter. And it's future king a bit off the rail, but still leading lucrative sun into the backstretch final time. Style spotlight remains in third. A gap now developing as the high road drops back fourth. Fifth then still ties little dream. J-Port Rosita not advancing to the inside. Rising pressure to the outside, but the two favorites hook up towards three quarters. Lucrative Sun wide of Future King. These two are three and a half clear of Style Spotlight chasing third. Three quarters in 130 and two. Future King reclaims a narrow lead from Lucrative Sun battling on the outside. Now four length separation from Style Spotlight third. Then the high road holding on to fourth as they turn for home. An eighth of a mile to go. It's Future King still on top. Lucrative Sun chases second. Coming up towards third. Style Spotlight gaining ground, but a 16th to go. Future King holding sway. Lucrative Sun still there, but Future King holds on by a half length to win. Lucrative Sun narrowly second with Style Spotlight third. Two minutes, two, three fifths. Which six to five did you have? Either way, you had to have one of them. And by the looks of it... Person, I think you should have went after him early when he was rough-gated. Instead, he let him settle down. But that's just my opinion. Now, here's what I have to say, Mike. Even though you got second, I'm proud that you took a stand in that race. I, And that's not... I really don't care what you think. I was, I'm, I'm just trying to be supportive of my friend, Thanks. of my amigo. Because he's always so supportive of me when I lose. I could always just laugh in your face if you'd like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Rod, look at this bozo. He lost. He lost. It doesn't feel as good. It. I feel a hole in my heart when I do that. It doesn't feel right. It, it feels like a bunch of trombones <laughs> that are letting their bowels loose, just like what that sound is. <sighs> Three six. Uh, we got a few shout, shout outs here. We got a few shout outs. Uh, if you give me the names, I'll Terry actually. Wilson. Terry Wilson, what up? Mi These Mi are actually shout outs. Mickey Burke Jr. Mickey Burke, what's up? These are shout outs. Uh, Daniel Khan, he's no, don't actually shout him out. But what do you, what do you mean? You, these, that's I'm what the, that's what the shout out is. If you're if you're gonna shout. Yes, My Rocky, dad, what's Daniel up? Oh, wait, Rod's dad, what's up? I'm doing a good job of this. And our special guest also just joined us while we're doing shout-outs. Who else we shouting out, Rod? There we go. Who else we shouting out? The Parlay Queen is here. <laughs> Parlay Queen, what's up? Well, she definitely improves the appearance around here, God knows. Between the three of us. That's not hard, yeah. but thank you. That's right. <laughs> I I mean like I'm I'm the main one you gotta get past but I mean it's, it's fine it's fine everything's fine everything's fine welcome Monique or also known as the Parlay Queen to the show how's it so going you yourself that nickname or did you earn it somehow I mean nicknames are nicknames for a reason so I think I think it was pretty earned I mean yeah. So what are you parlaying? Like sports wagering, basketball. Please keep talking over Pretty each much other. Anything you can bet. Oh okay. I'll parlay anything that's available. 
Now, um, Monique, I know from Twitter that you you are kind of just betting everything. So, uh, in terms of uh, your your forte, what you do best, would you say you're more of a general sports better or a horse better? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I've been betting horses a lot longer than I've been betting sports. Uh, so, but horse racing is tough. I mean, at the end of the day, sports betting, it's pretty much 50, 50. You're picking a side, you have the option of pushing. So, I mean, as much as I'd want to say horse racing is my forte, I've been doing it a lot longer, but I, I'd say I'm a little bit better at sports betting, but no, that, that, that's a fine answer. I host a horse racing show and I'll admit horse racing is not my favorite thing, but <clears throat> Who, who, who in horse racing would actually say it's their favorite thing? Because after you lose a bet, it's your least favorite thing. Let's all, let's all be honest. <laughs> you lose like $600. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't get any worse. I hate this game. No, Why do I play it? It doesn't matter. You, I, I still love it. I love it even if I lose. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like, if, if at the end of the day, you're satisfied with your own hatred of something, that's true love. It's true love. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> That's not that's not what I imagine true love to sound like from any movie that I've ever seen, any Disney movie even. And let's be honest, that's the definition of love is Disney movies. Because this is North American love update a month late. It's March. <laughs> Monique happened to yeah. jump on during the time we stopped talking about racing. <clears throat> However, um, you did. Well, you want to you guys bet on sports up there? Ask, what did you say? Yeah, ask that question again. You live in Canada. Are you guys legally able to bet sports up there? Yeah, it's uh well I mean we most most people I know bet online. We use pretty much bet three six five and sports interaction are the biggest. But yeah, at, at our uh, convenience stores or anywhere where uh lottery sold, you can do a couple of sports picks. So it's like pro line is what we call it. And you can do spreads, totals, under overs, pretty much everything. So it is very convenient and actually too dangerously convenient and close. But yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's common. Wait, so I got, I got spreads. I missed all the other bets that you said, uh, push, <laughs> whatever they'll allow you to bet. Just, just place a little <laughs> bit on each one. <laughs> You're bound to win something, right? <laughs> I know that's all too true. Every time I go to Vegas. That's also like how most people play slot machines. Because there's there's no strategy to playing a slot machine. You're at the total you're the total victim of the algorithm. So you have to play everything. That's true. That's how they get you. It's true. You just gotta pick the right one and just pray. That's all you can really do. But I mean who cares? Keep feeding the machine eventually. Who cares if you're down eighty grand? You got a free soda out of it. That's the, that's casino uh, philosophy. Don't say soda. It's not soda. It's pop. Rod, we don't care about your Midwest dialect and your specific word choice of commodities, which is also the definition of dialect. Soda's not a thing. Monique, what do you guys say up there? They say pop. We call it pop. Yeah, it's Canada. Hey. Thank you. Because yeah. that that is Canadian <laughs> dialect. Yeah, it's soda. What do you, you know? What from now on, I'm gonna call it carbonated beverage in spite, which is also that all time to be my favorite carbonated beverage. Spite. It's a lemon lime soda and also filled with hatred. Nothing. We're getting an R. Wow. So what what races are we talking about next? Uh, <laughs> all right. So this eighth race at London's coming up in 11 minutes. I wanted to ask you, Monique, because we were originally talking before the show. You left to go assemble a ticket. Did you actually do that? 
I got very sidetracked. I had a I had a basketball bet going, and my Raptors are are beating Houston. So I was really, and then Houston made it close. So as much as I was trying to fumble <laughs> a ticket, I got super distracted and, and failed miserably. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Um, that happens a lot with me too in horse racing, where it's like you, you're trying to bet one thing and then you miss every other bet you could have had because all the races go off at the exact same time. That, that's not a sling at any racetrack, but if you're listening, racetracks, take it as a sling. <clears throat> Space out your races once in a while. Um, but this eighth race at London is coming up. We just got through the first leg, and Mike's already out, which is all... Uh, Mike, that, that's usually, that's really odd for you to be out so early in the sequence. I blame the Pretty fact... Rare. I blame Indeed. the fact that Mercury's in retrograde. Uh, of course, that's always what I blame everything on, and that's probably why my life is going so well. In this second leg, though, I'm alive to the three and the four. Rod's alive to the two, four, and... Oh, the one, two, four, and six. You added the one for some reason. So, I don't know if you had any... If you even looked at the races at all beforehand, at least the London ones, or if, the, if your <laughs> Raptors took up the entire time, because my Raptors are doing terribly. <laughs> unfortunately i didn't i you know to be honest i was capping the thoroughbreds pretty much i got really sidetracked into that too and it's i probably shouldn't be saying that but <laughs> i know a huge faux pas but uh yeah no i to be honest i didn't really have a chance to look over london well that, that that's fine uh, earlier beforehand though um i got i think the direct quote was i didn't like anything there and i thought to i said this out loud i said i wish we had the choice to say that <laughs> <laughs> i mean what are you gonna do i i'm Honestly, I've been doing a lot of thoroughbred handicapping, so I'm looking at like the big purses. Mm -hmm. And when I see something super small, like 6,500, I get I get a little bit of anxiety. I'm not gonna lie to you on that. <laughs> so we got as far as looking at the purse. <laughs> uh, but um, you bet more on bigger days and bigger purses, stakes races only type things, or. I try to focus on the stakes races for the most part. I mean, that's where you're going to be seeing the most honest efforts. The pools are going to be biggest then. And yeah, that's pretty much my main focus. I'll try to find a single if I like one and then go from there, build tickets around that way. But I do, I do love the pick four, pick five. That's my bet of choice. Well, that was also a good time. No, to oh. Rod, ask your question again. Cause you, you, you thought you could ask a question when I could. Yeah, stop talking. You I go to Woodbine a lot. You watch the, the harness racing there. You go to Mall. Yeah, Woodbine. Woodbine's uh, about, I can get into the door in 15 minutes from where I live. So I go there and then they have a really terrible casino as well with uh, like terrible casino with all virtual games. They put in virtual roulette, which, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. But yeah, Woodbine's really, really close. And then Mohawk is about 30 minutes away. So. Both are really close. Mohawk's a lot more fun. Obviously, you're a lot closer. It's more interactive, and I prefer that. But, yeah, both are close enough to me. You can't necessarily run onto the turf course of Woodbine to watch the horse races. I think they, <laughs> I, true. I think they're opposed to that last time I tried it. But um, <clears throat> that said, that was also a good time to, pub the, to plug the fact that you work for Covers, correct? That, that's, the, that's the organization you handicap for? Yeah, Covers and America's Best Racing. Oh, okay. They're, they might be my friends in, in a little time, too, but that's a whole other story we'll talk about in the future. Uh, but with Covers, you are not, you're not, you're not only their horse person, though. You, you handicap just in general with Covers. That's just general sports betting. 
Yeah, I do pretty much anything. The The problem is, as much, I do I do, do a horse racing video. I put it out once a week with my favorite six bets of the weekend. But to be honest, the, the stuff isn't really there. I mean, they have a forum, which gets maybe one post a week for horse racing. But just the viewership is way too focused on sports. So, um, I mean, like more common sports like NFL, NBA, stuff like that. So, I mean, I do try. I do try to advertise horse racing as much as I can. But... Yeah, I do all their horse racing stuff and then as many other sports I can really get my hands on. Wait, you, yeah, I actually tried to get when we went. I went out to Vegas. When was that? October? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, because it was, it was yeah. the week of the international trot. Yeah, so I, I was going out to Vegas and I had uh, sent Teddy a message to ask him to come on the show. And his immediate reply was, I know nothing about horse racing. And yeah, this, this man has made millions. <laughs> I'm like, cool, thanks, Teddy. Well, the thing about covers is it's been around a long time. I, I was looking at covers back 20 years ago whenever I first started sports betting. It's been around forever, and it's legit. I mean, it's everything you want for sports. All you have to do is go right there, and it has everything. Well, I mean, I found out it existed they... recently. They do have pretty much everything. I'm tr- I'm trying to get a lot more of the like I I've been doing stuff for esports too, which is like a totally different market. Trying honestly, just trying to find something that works. I I bet esports occasionally. I literally do bet everything. You weren't kidding, right? <laughs> but yeah, horse racing are one of those things where people are really into it. They don't know what to do on the big days, the derby days. They don't know what to do, so they're frantically looking for picks. But at the end of the day, I always tell people. Now is the time to start paying attention because now is the time you're going to see these horses that are going to be competing in the Derby, competing in the Oaks. So get a get an early favorite, put in some futures. Everyone's putting futures in on every other sport, so why not? You're getting 20 to 1, 30 to 1, 100 to 1 on some choices. So, I mean, pay a little bit of attention to, if not anything, the three-year-olds. That's mm-hmm. my advice to people. And that that's something um, I noticed, too, at least with my handicapping, is that uh, last year – Actually, I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say this, but last year when I was handicapping, because I was under eighteen at this point, uh, the, my best performances were always in the Derby preps. Like those are the races I could constantly nail, and they're always great prices. But if I'm handicapping a sixteen claimer, I'm I'm stupid. I'm the dumbest person on the face of this earth. I have no idea how anything works there. But for some reason, the stakes races are they're always so much simpler to handicap than this dumb. I shouldn't say dumb because we were sponsored by them. Fifteen claimer coming up at London. <clears throat> that's funny it's tough you know you never really know the thing is with with the huge stakes races you're going to see horses that if you get behind early they're going to try you know you're going to ask a lot out of your horse the purses are big enough the incentive is there whereas if you break slow and in an eight thousand claimer i mean it is what it is and then at the end of the day in these claiming races in general if there's a claim entered are you really going to run the risk of your horse coming up lame at the end of the race and then losing the claim like there's a lot of things behind it where which is why i tend to lean towards the bigger purses but at the end of the day i i love standard red racing i grew up around it that was the first thing i got into so it's tough it's tough to convince people to get on board with that specific form of racing but i mean i enjoy it I also wanted to say, too, regarding the eSports, there's only one bet I can ever make with eSports, and it's always on Adderall. But <clears throat> she, she gets it. You guys don't because you don't know how computers work. <laughs> but um, 
I, I guess uh, so, since we also have you on before, we're actually really going to dive into the pick fours and such. Uh, in terms of handicapping, uh, everyone kind of has the, their angles that they look for in terms of betting either teams, players, whatever. Um, for you, when you're looking at a race, what, do you, what are the most important factors for you to determine what to do? I always look to see if there's any type of noticeable change, whether it be a drop in class, move up in class, blinkers, a huge jockey or driver upgrade. I always look for those things first. I mean, the public is really, certain ones the public are really on board with, um, but anything noticeable where, you know, for me, value is everything. I won't bet a race if I can't find value. And that's not to be said that you can't get value on a favorite. It's just perhaps change your base wager or something. But uh, yeah, that's the number one thing I look for. Um, and then just trying to find a horse at the odds that I deem as appropriate. <clears throat> well, you did just describe is betting, but I still appreciate the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure that's that's how Mike and Rod would say they would bet too. And at the, And somehow we all still play differently, which is very interesting case study. I'm a psychologist now, apparently. They're coming onto the track, yeah, though. You, what? And you I play cheap. I play cheap. Well, that's because uh, I'm not. I don't have. If I had my, if I had the camera towards my pockets, you could see all the lint <laughs> that I have instead of money, Rod. I'm. I'm an entertainer. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm broke. Yeah. Good. Aren't we all? Well, I mean, horses. I, I'm just I'm saying not. that as as an actor, that gives me uh, that gives me superiority in my poverty over you. <laughs> it's, it's it's a nice change of pace when Monique's here because I actually know what I'm saying is funny. And yeah, I'm a- <laughs> good audience. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate well, it. I think it's, I think it's funny. I I find you very. Uh, comical i think you're a great actor <laughs> he's not acting i mean it's, it's all it's all a character because i'm doing a show this is a show it's not a program there's nothing programmed uh, well actually the panel on my back would say something differently but it, it's uh, it's all it's all theatrical at least it's supposed to be like um you probably didn't see this but the breeders it's actually real because you act like this every day of your life well, I mean, it's not my fault that I do. That's not my fault. I'm the character. That's the fault of my depression. North American uh, psychiatry update coming up next year. But yeah, we're not doing that. Well, well yeah, that that will be my single podcast where I go. What is happiness? Happiness. Uh, we do have to give another shout out real quick to Adriana Sorella who's watching. Hey. Uh, oh, hey. I remember Adriano back from the days when Garnsdale was on here. I miss Garnsdale. Why'd you leave me, Carney? This race is coming up, though, at London in zero minutes. They're parading right now. watching right now on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Hmm? Uh, I'm sure he is. Why wouldn't he want to watch this show? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what else do you have to do on a Friday night? <laughs> I, I think Cheers is on TV land. <laughs> Rod clearly does not like Ooh, Cheers. Well, it's Friday night. We got London. We got Meadowlands. We got Woodbine. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. Right, and then on. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm like the one two four six right now at London. I just knocked my water bottle over, so things aren't looking good for me. Uh, however, I'm alive to the three and the four. The three's eight to one. The four is three to one. The six, this 
crappy six is even money right now. I don't even know if you have the program open, Monique, or if you even have the program in general, because uh, then you could hop into this we discussion. We do have the program. <laughs> oh, okay. So if, if you have any thoughts then on this race, please speak up, because this even money favorite, we Mike, Rod, and I agreed, well, at least Mike and I agreed, because Rod, you still use the favorite here, that this is yeah. this is not the best horse to be making even money in this race coming in off a three-month layoff and the qualifier itself i mean i'm pretty sure there was a qualifier over an off track and it was somewhat fast for an off track but still uh, the, the layoff thing is a bit worrisome to me <clears throat> i don't know if that anybody yeah. talk yeah it's i mean this this is just a weird race honestly there's a it's lot London. of different variables here that that could uh play out in different ways i mean you can look at this race and and not have any big opinion. I mean, I don't really have a big opinion on any of the four that I used. And, and Mike was going all here, weren't you, Mike? Absolutely. And I still, yeah, I'm still looking and cannot find anything. I, there, I see nothing. Maybe you should open up your program. Yeah. That might help you see something. I, I'm looking at the you have your Are your glasses cleaned? It, it's not a good race. It's not a good race at all. I mean, there there have been better races. Like, um, for instance, I mean, this is one I'm just trying to get through. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of interested in the three PL kaleidoscope at eight to one, just because again, this is a this is a bad race, and bad races can sometimes mean good prices. <clears throat> because everyone, I like this horse two back, but then last time she was just awful, just awful. Monique, thoughts. I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying with the layoff. I, I get that. I mean, nine to five doesn't help even money, obviously. Now one to five. You know, one to five? One to five. Worse. One to five. Oh, great. Uh, oh, well, I'm getting... Favorite probably wins. I, I The favorite's going to be on the lead. <clears throat> I don't know. I hate to... <laughs> first race, first race, chalk. <laughs> it's a good start for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional handicapper, so I think the horse that everyone agrees with is probably going to win this race. <laughs> that happens to so many people. It's it's so uncanny. I mean, it's tough to get six. Obviously, it's tough to go against this horse, but uh, I bet the three. It's not that hard. You, uh, you you have to look for some value. I, I like the four at nine to two a little bit. Not and... a three to one. The, the two at nine to one is a big price, in my opinion. The three at twelve to one is a good price. That's why he has my money. However, you will not hear it in the tone of my race call because I am a purely objective race caller. This is the ninth, the ninth. It's the eighth from Western Fair. It's coming into motion. Three to five here on the six. Amy Fout. Wait, that's the horse's name. I didn't even know this was the horse's name. I, would, I we handicapped this race for how many minutes? Second choice at five to two. The four Daenerys. Third choice at seven to one. The one bright side Luella. This is the eighth from Western Fair. Turning into the stretch, approaching the start. Set of them in line, 
at the gate. They're off. Amy Fowler launching from the outside. PL Kaleidoscope from the center. Up from the inside, then bright side. Luella into that first turn, trying to get the front. Amy Fowler from PL Kaleidoscope to the inside, who claims command as they move on towards the back stretch and to the opening quarter. PL Kaleidoscope, 12 to 1, leads the way. Amy Fowler second, getting away third. Daenerys, it's a gap of three and a half back to bright side. Luella fourth. Fifth, then as they move on down the back stretch, <clears throat> comes a funny feeling. Then in front of Good News Writer and eat him up, Cassandra, 28 seconds the opening panel and on the lead here PL Kaleidoscope by two and a quarter Amy Fowler reeling in in second at two to five a gap of three and a half back to Daenerys in third another gap of four Brightside Luella's fourth turning into the stretch first time PL Kaleidoscope off the rail a touch in front Amy Fowler still second gapped slightly third still Daenerys but now four lengths off of the favorite off a 57 and two clip 29 into that second quarter and PL Kaleidoscope is flying around that clubhouse turn to the back stretch. PL Kaleidoscope Amy Fowler getting the two hole trip second now up to the leader's helmet as they move on to the back stretch and towards three quarters. Daenerys is then the closest threat in third. A gap of four and a half to Brightside Luella fourth and there's going to be three of them in contention here to the three quarter pull. It's PL Kaleidoscope Amy Fowler yet to pull from second. Now given the cue from Stewart, 127 and 2, the three quarter time, 30 seconds around that final turn. PL Kaleidoscope now faced by Amy Fowler, who's within a neck of the lead. Daenerys angles off the rail in third with two lengths to make up as they turn for home. Amy Fowler with a narrow advantage on PL Kaleidoscope as now she takes the lead. It's Amy Fowler striding clear from PL Kaleidoscope second. Daenerys towards the center of the track, rallying late, but coming to the line, it's Amy Fowler popping and winning. Second, then Daenerys from PL Kaleidoscope in two minutes flat. I love how my feet started buffering at the three-quarter pull. That was cool. I, I know. You were you were so happy that two-to-five <laughs> shot could have possibly won. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, so. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm still alive. I was Yay. I was excited at the top of the stretch. Oh I, thought, I thought my 17-to-1 was going to wire him, but then the favorite finally decided to go. Six four three, and I also noticed during the call, uh, I, go, I was about to call you Rachel for some reason. Monique <laughs> grabbed her clout goggles. I needed them. I needed to fit in. I needed to channel my inner. Um... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. See, I, I heard that you hit a pick five last week, so I mean, I gotta take your lead somehow. <laughs> All right, so, so are those? Is that like are those like female yeah. aviators then? I mean, they're just pink, so they, they went with the outfit. They were close by. I just grabbed them. <laughs> I mean, I had to fit in, right? I didn't know. I didn't get the memo on glasses. <laughs> uh, I mean, a, a, as as a person who clearly fits in on this show, <laughs> you're right. <clears throat> uh, two to five, four to one, 17 to one, nine to one then. Six, four, three, two, and that eighth from London. We're going to be rolling into more handicapping. Uh with our guest Parlay wow. Queen, right? I know, such a surprise. The first hour is meant to be fun, Rod. How long have you been doing this show for? Feels like 20 years with you. But <laughs> I got rude all of a sudden, and now it turns into a musical. Uh, so we have what? Well, we can go to break soon. Rod, you're, you are clenching to life 
with that sound effect. As as your professional medical care provider, I would suggest that you move on. Move on to bigger, brighter sounds. Rod, I think you're a four-year-old. That's just my prof- that's just my professional opinion. As a licensed, as a li- as a licensed, as a licensed physician. I sometimes lose track where the camera is. So I'm I was going I was going to recap after the funny little bit I did. So let me do my thing. Thank you. Okay, so enough of being a jerk. So six, the six wins the second leg of the pick four at London. The results are official. Rod's the only one left alive in this pick four. When we come back with more North American Harness update, we have the early pick four from Woodbine to talk about, the late pick four from the Meadowlands, and the remainder of this pick four from Western Fair Raceway, the district, London town. They have it's, it's something like that. So more harness racing action to cover here on North American Harness Update, rolling into our number two, and we hope that you stick around for our number two. Our number two. Our. Because, like, it's our the, the pronoun, the possessive pronoun, but then our is the measure of time. You get you guys are smart enough to figure that one out. Uh, for now, we're gonna go off to some uh, what what millennials think '80s music sounded like, and then we'll be back with more North American Harness update here on SRN One.
Pong and Woodbridge. Tensions are brewing over Newmarket Aurora's PC candidate nomination. A local restaurant owner is questioning the selection process of candidate Charity McGrath, while another resident, a former police officer, says the nomination was won by targeting vulnerable party members. A progressive conservative writing executive claims McGrath intentionally disregarded rules. McGrath responded claiming the allegations were all false. A Bradford man hasn't updated his car registration in 22 years. A very observant citizen reported a car to officers at Bradford Go Station bearing a plate renewal sticker from 1996. An investigation revealed that the driver's plates were his deceased father's and the car wasn't registered to him either. The 43-year-old Bradford resident will have to respond to four separate tickets. Mississauga's Ribfest is changing venues in response to council's complaints. Councillors were miffed when they found out the local event currently held at Celebration Square was charging admission and that the local splash pad had to be closed for a week to accommodate for guests. This year's Ribfest will be held in July at Port Credit Memorial Park. A little cloud in the forecast, plus five. I'll have more updates on SRN1. For now, I'm full of Pong. Thank you, Phil, and hopefully you did not get whiplash from that radical 80s dance mix. Welcome back to uh, more of, uh, what, what are we this week? Uh, what, what, what came out on television? Um, welcome back to Stranger Things. I got nothing else to add to that. Uh, when we last left off, Rod is alive in the pick four at Western Fair. Uh, then we have... Me being out of the pick for Western Fair, Mike also being out of the pick for Western Fair, joining back with the crew, joined by Monique, the parlay queen, as we get ready to roll into the more toned down uh, hour of this show, because it's mainly focused on handicapping and also covering the remainder of the pick four at London. So we're one minute to post for the ninth over there. Uh, <clears throat> We can, we have the option to roll straight into the Woodbine Pick 4 right now, we, but we not, might not all get to talk about it, at least before this race goes off. However, it's still an option, and I'm waiting for you guys to vote on it, and I also have this orange in my hand, so we have to make a decision fast. We're going we're gonna to roll right into the Pick 4? Want to roll right into the Pick 4? We're going to Woodbine. Thank you for being the authority, Rod. I couldn't think of the word. So this early pick for it, Woodbine is a time-honored tradition, mostly because it's held every race card. Uh, it's guaranteed pool of $50,000 each and every race night and usually accumulates more than that, which means there's a lot of money and there's more money in there. Actually, the amount of money in these pools is the equivalent of what I pay for a year in college, or at least what I'm supposed to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. But this is a NARS of $15,000 in the last five starts to kick off the sequence. We have one, five, seven, eight horses lining up in this opening leg. And Mike, starting with you, you're kind you're you're the Nahu Picks Woodbine specialist. What do you see here in this opening race? Um four deep to start. Uh, I like Piston Bro quite a bit, the two. Uh, who's closed against it the last two times? The the track was favoring frontenders last week, and uh, you know this horse just missed. Basically, when held up for room, and uh, flew late to to uh, get second by a neck to the one in in this race. Uh, two back, this horse came home twenty five and four to just miss again to Mohawk Warrior, who is also in this race. That's the four. Uh, you know, I just feel like that this horse is sitting on a win. It's just a matter of him getting the right setup. And, you know, he'll probably fly by. Uh, the three nickel bag needs to be used just on class. 
the source is typically, you know, every year in the preferred or upper level conditions, draws well. Uh, you know, if this horse can get the lead, he usually wants to fight for it. I'll use that one. Uh, the four Mohawk Warrior we talked about, I, I said that, uh, you know, this horse won two back, beat my top choice, had the eight hole last time, and, you know, sort of got a position on the rail and went around there, ended up third. Uh, those are fast races this one's coming out of. So this horse is shading 52 every week. He just doesn't really like to win. Occasionally he gets there. And then the seven four card major. Uh, this horse it really improved since being claimed for 25,000. It's always around at Ferraciello. I thought raced really well last time from the back. Uh, you know, this is another one that's sitting on a win. I think needs to be used. Two, three, four, seven. Uh, now, Rod, we have a minute 45 till this race at London. Quickly, what do you see in that first leg? Uh, I'm going four deep, one, three, five, and seven for me. One, uh, Cool Rock, winner two in a row. This horse has been really good. Uh, one on the front last time, start before that, pulled first over and one. Is jumping back up into a uh, condition that uh, he hasn't fared very well at, but I think this horse is good enough if uh, Louis-Philippe Walk can keep him up close again in this race. Uh, the three nickel bag I'm using, uh, first over, parked the whole way last time. Just a brutal trip. Shouldn't have to, to sit on the outside in this race. Uh, draws inside. Uh, I think this horse should also be close. The five resistance futile. Race good. Uh, got a really good trip last time. Uh, does fit against this this group here. Uh, the only... I will say with the four, the only reason I didn't use that horse, I'm not a fan off of that last race, basically. He just didn't have a lot of go. Uh, but the five, uh, raced well last time, had a little bit of late pace. And uh, if he continues the uh, the trend of going forward like he did last time, you know, two starts back, that was a really tough race. He had no chance there. But uh, I think he's got a shot at a decent price. And then I'm also using seven, four-card major. Just been really good lately. Uh, hit the board six out of seven times this year and uh, hasn't missed a check. So I think he's a, a must play. One, three, five, seven. That horse might not have had a lot of go, but he sure had a lot of no go. <laughs> I'm too good. This race is going to gate in London after this. I'm telling Rod that that's your comedic crutch. It's 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 like Jerry Lewis and falling. Can we even reference Jerry Lewis now that he's dead? I think it's okay. So we have 3-1 to one on the 6, Rousey Ronda. After this race, Monique and I will talk about our thoughts of this first leg of the early pick four at Woodbine for tomorrow. And I will continue to eat what, it, what will once be this orange, because oranges are one of the most underrated fruits in the fruit kingdom. Next to bananas, <laughs> apples, pineapples. I'm just going to list fruits until this race goes. Um, grapes pears kiwis uh, please go race i'm running out of fruit all right they're at the start and they're off uh, from the outside rousey ronda leaves fast northern lauren two from the center apple tart hand over to the inside and in between them dropping to fourth southfield spirit around that first turn from in between horses northern lauren drops back rousey ronda's three high and apple tart hanover is on the lead moving to the back stretch apple tart hanover going to battle with rousey ronda for the top behind them riding the pocket soon to not be the the pocket southfield spirit she's in third now about two and a half lengths off the lead 
Northern Lauren is back and forth as they move on to that opening quarter, getting away fifth then. Honest Gambler in front of Hoosier Lucky Lady, followed by towards the back. Uh, we have... <clears throat> Uh, bad Bad Diva through a 28-1 opening quarter around the turn. Rousey Ronda in front of Apple Tart Hanover second, third, then Southfield Spirit fourth. Northern Lauren to the stretch first time. Didi Black is out and moving then as they move to that halfway point. Now flushed out, Northern Lauren moving first over. Now then two lengths of the lead, chasing the 8-5 to five favorite, Rousey Ronda, through a 59-4 and four half. 31-3 and three for that second quarter around the turn, and Northern Lauren is two lengths in front of Dee Dee. Black gapping cover, now in fourth to the backstretch. On third over, then Bad Bad Diva caught behind that stalled one to the backstretch. Still trying to catch Rousey Ronda on top in control but Northern Lauren is trying to get a nose in front these two match strides of the three quarter pole three wide here comes DD Black or Bad Bad Diva excuse me inside Southfield Spirit finds room and there is a bunch of them moving towards three quarters 129 around that final turn off the rail three wide Apple Tart Hanover trying to circle by horses Bad Bad Diva stalled widest of them in between dropping back Northern Lauren but amidst all of this still on top Rousey Ronda turning into the stretch. The favorite in front by a length and a half. Outside trying to rally by. Here comes Apple Tart Hanover and Apple Tart Hanover coasting away. Apple Tart Hanover to take it. Bad Bad Diva second. Southfield Spirit found room late for third. Two minutes, four fifths. What the hell just happened there? I have no idea. The one, the one won the race. Yeah. Apple Tart Hanover won. Yeah, that. that was one of the, the weirdest races I've ever seen. The run flipped off the rail to three wide coming around the turn with about four horses around it. Yeah, were you not paying attention? Happens all the time. No, it doesn't. Rod. Ray, do you think this is a good time to eat oranges? Like, you, you can't eat half hour from now. Mike, there's like, never there's never a bad time to eat please, oranges. Please handicap. Monique, what do you got the first leg at Woodbine tomorrow? <laughs> I'm similar to you guys. Uh, my top selection is the two piston broke. He hasn't won yet this year, but he's been super close. Uh, unfortunately, closing in 25 and four wasn't enough two starts back, but I love to see that he can dig in if need to. I also like the three as well. He was no match for the preferred horses this year, but the drop in class is logical and well needed. And I also like the six. I think he puts forth a good effort often, and I like that kind of consistency. I like the price as well. And, I mean, my top two selections are the two and the three, but looking to play against them, I'd take the six as well. Ah, as for me in this first leg, uh, Piston Broke for me, I feel like has had too many opportunities to win, and he does everything but that. So that said, I'm taking a bit of a stand, even though he's, he's going to be a better price, admittedly, because a lot of people are going to see what I see. And I'm going too deep here. Uh, first, first of which is the one cool rock I'm using because, albeit this horse's two starts at this level at the beginning of the season were not good, but his most recent starts are phenomenal, at least as he moves up the class ladder. He's been improving with each start. And now as he moves back up to the numbers of $15,000 level, I feel like he's in much better form to compete 
at least with this rank of horses. And this rank is admittedly weaker than ranks of the past, mostly looking at horses like Major Hill, I'm pretty sure is a preferred pacer now, winning three starts ago. Uh, so he has a bit of class relief compared to when he was at this level before, and he's definitely going to be a price moving up in class. But Louis Philly Wall also dro uh, jumps on board, so he's going to lose some value there too. But again, a lot of positives towards this guy improving as he moves up in class. And the other horse I use is, is a mutual one for all of us, the three nickel bag, coming off an awful trip against ours of 15,000, prompting the pace to be overly fast, faltered to finish eighth as a result, parking first over the entire way there, mostly racing in the preferreds, uh, but racing very uh, okay evenly. In the preferred races, he seems to do a lot better at these higher condition levels than the top condition level. And unfortunately, he's going to take some play because that last trip is so easy to excuse and also shows that this horse has some ability uh, if, you, if the preferred races couldn't tell you enough. Uh, so that said, I couldn't find anything else outside of those two. I feel like it's a pretty weak grouping of numbers of 15,000 in terms of horses that, in all honesty, I was looking at this race almost as if, what have you done for me lately? Because a lot of these horses always seem to be just missing. And I was trying to find horses that are not doing that. And the one and the three seem like the best candidates for that position. That said, none of you use Cool Rock again. And that's the horse that knocked you out last week, uh, Mike and Rod. I used, yeah, well, I was on a stone cold front end racetrack. So, yeah, let's play horses off perfect trips and front end biases back. I think well, that's a great idea. Why not? Horse, I mean, still moving up in class. There's a lot of positives, Mike. You're, you're, look, you're looking at it a little too uh, quantitatively, as I say you it. Ask. I, I, you ask. I say it with. <laughs> I don't know what I would say it with. But the second leg is. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was a tough sequence altogether, and I said earlier, before we went on the air, I'm either going to be very right or very wrong. But then again, that's also how every bet works. Uh, still, now there's a 12-5 is the second leg of this pick-four sequence. We have 10 horses lining up here, and I think this is admittedly a much more interesting race because it's open to a lot more value. Mike, starting with you, did you see it somewhat similarly set up like that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in the race. I'm, I'm four deep again. The three regal sun. I feel like this horse is going to go for a speed try here. Has been facing a little bit tougher horses. Really hasn't been able to get his trip. He he does a lot better when he can get up close and then you know kind of sneak away and then doesn't like to give it up. So I'll use him. The five shadow Margot's had no chance the last three races. Uh, did win four back, but the the drives and outside post have been completely against this horse. I think that this horse is a must use and it's going to be a price. The seven dream of fella. Uh, lacked room last time it looked like it was going to make a move in the stretch but just was too far back and those were better ones than that one uh, i'm going to use this horse again hoping that they can get the horse in play earlier and then the nine water show in ontario who is very capable at this level gets what will likely be blasting from that nine hole uh, when he's right he's good enough to beat these three five seven nine uh rod as for you you are four deep in this second leg and tell us about those four horses that you use. Okay. Uh, the one with the carrots. Uh, I start with that one. Draws the rail. Uh, this horse has left a couple times in the past. Not recently, but uh, had some good starts. Uh, just went on Lasix about a month ago. Uh, I think this horse is okay. Uh, this is just a notch below where he raced last time. Just had no chance from way back. 
uh, got caught in some traffic. Uh, shouldn't have those types of issues in this race tomorrow night. So I'm going to throw him on. Be an okay price. Uh, the two rock this way. I'm going to use this one. Uh, third start off the layoff for Byer John. This horse last week, I used him at a big, big price, and he raced very well. He was just too far out, out of it to get there. Uh, I do think this horse is going to improve. I don't think you're going to get 12 to 1 on him, like the morning line says. Uh, he he fits in this group, and he is a, a, a decent price play. And there's no way if I use him last week, I'm not that I'm not going to use him this week. So I'm throwing him on. The three real son uh, took a shuffle last week, raced pretty well. Uh, I think this is a level that he's very competitive at, and uh, this is kind of his limit as far as levels go. Uh, he, he's kind of that not winners of 10,000, 15,000, and uh, this seems to be on par for him. It, and he's coming off a pretty good race as well, uh, you know, back half from 55 and three. So, I think no reason not to throw him on. And he gets Jody Jameson. And then uh, down to the six, I'm sporty. Uh, J-Max stays on this one. Last time, another one just way too far out of it. Had no chance. Raced really well. Come the last half in 55 flat. Start prior to that. Came from way off the pace as well. But that was closing into a very fast pace. Uh, if he gets a similar scenario, uh, I think he's going to be closer no matter what. He should get into the outer flow early and it should drag him up close enough that he's got a shot turning from him because he can kick home pretty well. So those are my four. One, two, three, six. And th those certainly sounded like four horses, Rod. Uh, Monique, as for you, you are three deep again in this leg. Uh, and you're, you're somewhat similar to some of us. So uh, through those three horses. I do think that there's a lot of value in this race as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like the two. I do think that 2016 was definitely his best year in his two-year-old campaign, but there is some good breeding and class there. I think he's definitely capable of capitalizing off a good trip. I think very capable, and I love the price. Uh, the three is obviously the deserving favorite, and I do like the driver upgrade to Jameson. And I also like the four uh, price-wise. I'm intrigued, and I expect him sharper second start off of the layoff. You just reminded me of something incredibly interesting. Rock This Way, as a two-year-old, won it like 50-1 to one in one of those grand circuit races, and this has no this impacts nothing with how he's going to do tomorrow. Yeah. But now I'm interested in what race that was and who we beat. So I'm going to look that up after the show and tell nobody what the answer is in case they're wondering, just because this is, this is purely for me. Uh, but... As, as for me, since it's now my turn, and this is the time I'm taking up, I'm four deep in this leg, and firstly, Rock This Way, not my favorite Aerosmith song, but as a horse, this horse is all right. Uh, those last two races against Nowers of four and five are good. He's coming home in 27 and change. He, he's at least in form, and last time out, tried to race from a little bit more off the pace. He's probably going to be more close to it this time around, even though he draws well again with an inside post. He seems to usually stalk, and he has 
has the ability to kick home as the way he needs to. That's a sentence that I don't necessarily know if makes sense, but I can't really add anything else that we already haven't talked about. Uh, the five Shadow Margot is a second horse I used because there didn't really seem to be a lot of pace in this race outside of looking at maybe Regal Sun if he decides to push really hard off the gate. But Shadow Margot definitely has a lot of speed. Two starts back was um, <clears throat> one of two horses that prompted a fast pace against this level. And ended up finishing 7th and last out. For some reason, tried to race from off the pace. And, I mean, did so gaining some ground. But Mike also mentioned it was a front track last week. And that could have definitely played a factor in this horse not being able to close. That said, could definitely be a decent price this time around off of that last mile. Which, in all honesty, you could just toss completely. And do, and you could probably get a price out of her if she wins. If she wins, he wins. Shadow Margot is a boy. I'm Sporty is the third horse I use. Drops back down to the level he won at two starts ago. That's, that's an angle that really speaks for itself nothing else about him really he's consistent he can race close off the pace on the pace in the pace basically anything involving the pace he can do and the seven dreamy fellas the final horse i use moved up to the 10,000 level two starts back rode the rail kicked home and uh, finished fourth by three quarters of a length against i'm sporty two starts back then moved up to the fifteen thousand dollar level clearly outclassed was Fifth, still gaining ground against Fool Me Once, Ideal Jet, etc., etc. Uh, this horse is uh, three starts back, one against the level below this, the numbers of 6,000, or is it the numbers of 8,000 below this? Their class ladder is so strange now. But uh, if this horse is in a stalking spot, could definitely get into contention. He would just need uh, the right setup, and this race definitely could allow for it with just how wacky it is in terms of pace, structure, um, how it goes, etc., etc. Uh, so two, five, six, seven for me in that second leg. I'm tired of talking. I need to catch my breath. This third leg is race number. What comes after five? Six. The sixth race, as I close my program to see what's going on at London, is of non-winners of three thousand their last five starts. Oh goody, we got. Bottom level Philly and Mayor Pacers lining up. Uh, in, in particular, we have nine going to gate. Mike, starting with you, how do you see this race playing out? Well, I'm looking towards the inside here. Uh, I like the inside three. The one, lights go out. <clears throat> this horse draws from numbers of 6,000. Uh, should be a little bit closer early. It's just been facing better ones. And, you know, has raced as high as numbers of 15,000 within the last six weeks. Uh, just needs a trip and, and should be pretty good in here. The two, Bernadette. Uh, this is Adams, another one that's dropping. Rough trip last time. You know, tends to get rough gated at times, but off her best, she can definitely beat these. And then the three, 23 red. This is uh, an Osceola shipper from Yonkers. Was racing numbers of six. Had outside post there. Really just didn't do anything in seven starts. So change of scenery, big track. A uh, little bit of back class, won 74000 last year. I'll try that one, too. One, two, and three. Uh, Rod, for you, you also have three horses, but you are, you're not inside-centric. No, this is really the one race I, I don't uh, particularly like anything a lot. Um, but I saw a couple things with a few horses, so I'll start with the three uh, 23 red coming from Yonkers. Uh, it's not changing barns, but, uh, is going 
up to Canada with Carmen Osiello. I think that's going to be a big difference because this horse has really haven't been any good down at Yonkers in the Meadowlands area. So I, I think this horse is going to improve. And really down there at Yonkers, this horse was going the same miles as what these things are going at Woodbine. So I see no reason not to use this horse. Not a deep, uh, not a bad price to use either. The seven, just a bit mean. I'm going to go outside to this one. Race really well last time. Uh, the fractions weren't even there for this horse to get there. Just came flying late. Uh, I thought it was a really good race. Should be right there against a very similar group. Not a lot to like in this race. And I think that one coming in confident and having that good race uh, last week could be good once again from a similar spot. And then the nine raising a rocket. Uh, kind of a little class juggle here with this one. Uh, won 10 times out of 17 starts last year. Over this year, but uh, you know, kind of switched it up, dropped into uh, the bottom level tomorrow night and does draw the outside, but this horse does have a little bit of speed. can get off the gate if needed. Uh, Louis Wall driving again, I thought was a good race against tougher competition last time in that 15 claimer. These things in here, they're, they're not beating anybody. Uh, they're kind of just going along. This one could definitely pop at a decent price from the outside. So three, seven, nine. Uh, now, Monique, your opinion aligns more with Mike's here. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it aligns exactly. <laughs> it does line identically. Whoa. And uh, I like the three inside as well. Uh, I like the one. Uh, she has speed working to uh, her speed work. She has speed working to her advantage. Uh, she's made the most money career wise, and I think she's a must use. Uh, Bernadette, I think she's the most talented horse in the field. That's a two horse. She's usually heavily bet, so I don't expect any type of a price. Uh, in fact, that's why I'm taking others in there. And I also like the three. Uh, ships in from Yonkers, but she did do a lot of racing at Mohawk before, and I'd argue those were her best starts. I think she'll appreciate the return to the bigger oval. And, yeah, I'm liking the three inside horses. Um, those are my choices. <laughs> Now the one thing I the, the one thing I wanted to add, uh, given the last few weeks we've been looking at Woodbine, uh, there's this new driver around, uh, Philippe Houdon, uh, whose name I just don't I haven't seen anywhere, uh, but it it sounds, ooh, it's it's it just sounds exotic. It sounds, dare there's I say, always a new Houdon. There always is. Once a hey. year, the one of them pops up. I don't know, brother, cousin, uncle. Well, I mean, I know, I know, I know a Phil Houdon, but this Philippe Houdon sounds like there's a Joe. There's also another one. Uh... Joe, Patty, Stephen, Jerry, Gary, Ross, uh, Gerald, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> I I got like five of them right. <laughs> As for me, I did not need to throw my pen, and now i got to go pick it up later. I'm three deep in this race. Uh, starting with the two, Bernadette drops in class, makes her second start since having to qualify because she just couldn't keep her legs together. Uh, she, she, was, she was the definition of Patrick Swayze in Footloose, uh, for those of you that get that reference because I'm cool and hip like that. I got two minutes to talk about this. Ah, crap. Uh, I'm the only one that didn't use the 323 red because this, this is not purely a quantifiable um, conjecture, but most of the Osceola horses I've seen shipping up north have not done well. 
well. You could probably prove me wrong with stats, but most of the horses I've seen ship up from Yonkers have been subpar at best, so I'm avoiding for that reason. Five, Stellenbosch is the second horse I use. This horse has speed, and speed could possibly matter here because a lot of times you see three horses that like to go to the front, and you go, oh boy, speed battle, but then they end up lining up one, two, three. Stellenbosch could get a pace advantage here, and not only that, looking four starts ago when she was at least up stalking the pace, she gained ground and got involved, came in 27 and change as a long shot to finish fourth by a length. Uh, the only thing that matters is if she can make up that length this time around. And finally, the six, hope and faith, hope and faith. Um, I don't know why I said it twice. Third start off the scratch. Fourth start off the layoff. Has been improving with each mile. Last time out, gun for the lead, uh, which to me reads as a sign of life. Ended up finishing fourth, though. Race is much better off a stocking trip, and she just seems to be rounding into good form coming into this race. So 2-5-6 for me in that third leg of the Woodbine pick four. The fourth leg coming up after the 10th from Western Fair, which luckily I have another pen to hold in my hand. I prepare for when I throw things by having many things that I could potentially throw. Uh, but 20 seconds to go here, 9-5 to five on the four Moon Lake. Five decks the land is 3-1, to 4-1 to one on the three Lady Richmond. Uh, now, Rod, seeing as you've cashed uh, more super high fives than my 401k, uh, what, do you say, what do you see here in this race? I'm saying that you cashed at least 401,000 high fives. But uh, what do you see here in this race with three seconds to go? <laughs> um, <laughs> really, the three chalks. I mean, you go... Uh... My play would probably be three, four, five with the three, four, five, and then throw the two on there. And then uh, for fifth, I always go all for fifth. Uh, I, I would probably, in the fourth spot, go just the inside five horses one, two, three, four, five. And then, so my, my ticket would probably go three, four, five with three, four, five with two, three, four, five with one, two, three, four, five and all. Wow, he, he, he took all the favorites. Why did I hire him? They're lining up for the 10th. It's a talky race. That's why I didn't even play the high five. <laughs> I am busting your nuts. This race is going to the gate. Three to two on Moon Lakes. Nine of them, seven in line, two in behind in motion at the start off. And pacing Lady Richmond, leaving Dex the land two inside then. What a sassy girl. With She's a Star Reporter getting away fourth. Mock of the Town fifth around the turn. St. Lad's Pixie sixth. Uh, getting away seventh then towards the back. Moon Lake in front of Bedham Jimmy. Last of the nine. Victorious Valley onto the back stretch. Dex the land. Circles by to take the lead. Now will yield for the pocket. Lady Richmond goes, no, no, no. Goes right to the lead. Third, what a sassy girl. She's a Star our reporter fourth in front of mock of the town fifth st lad's pixie sixth gonna stick to the inside as the favorite moon lake begins her uncovered journey from seventh up towards sixth Advancing towards fifth as they go by that opening quarter and around the far turn first time. Lady Richmond, the original leader, soon in the pocket. Now back on the lead as they turn into the stretch first time. Nine to five second choice leads Dex the land via length and a half. Inside third, Wada Sassy Girl Moon Lake has moved up towards fourth and now takes the third spot as she creeps closer towards the lead. Second over in that flow, Bedham Jimmy. Third over then 
comes Victoria's Valley as they circle that clubhouse turn past the half mile mark and onto the back stretch. It's Lady Richmond in front of Dex the Land now stuck in the pocket. Moon Lake up to third with two and a half lengths to go on the leader. What a sassy girl inside fourth stuck by Bedham Jimmy locked in as Bedham Jimmy second over in fifth. Six to the inside then comes St. Lad's Pixie outside Victorious Valley then it's Mock of the Town and checking in at the back as they circle around the far turn she's a star reporter it in front here Lady Richmond outside Moon Lake not advancing Dex the land looking for room and then Bedham Jimmy three high Victorious Valley four wide into the stretch Lady Richmond leads the way outside Moon Lake Dex the land is desperate for room to the inside the line is coming lady richmond holds on to win from moon lake then dex the land might have held third from victorious valley rallying down the center of the track but lady richmond nearly wires the field well, that was fantastic the nine to five favorite beats the even money favorite that's the best race you could ever ask for yeah told you to look chalky what what did this pick for payrod did you have it yeah, I had it. Broke it negative numbers. Yeah, it's junk. Okay. Twenty-four bucks. Not bad. Three, four. Favorite. Twenty-four bucks for twenty cents. Three, four. Quarter for a dollar. Three, four, five, seven, six. Also the high five numbers. Nine to five, even money. Five to one, thirty to one, that twelve. Been an alpha rod and a high five. That's why I didn't play it. I didn't like the race. I like the three favorites. That well, was it. Maybe if you liked the race more, Rod, then you could have had the... It's all right. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I would have cooperated more if you'd have liked it better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was talking to you guys about this earlier. There's this uh, Dom Irera bit where he's talking about... Um, uh, he's talking about sports bet... Or, um, rooting for sports teams and uh, how sometimes it feels like um, when a team is losing that they're sticking it to this one guy. And so he's... He does this bit where he's he's acting like uh, the team's in the huddle. And he goes, "All right, guys, we we gotta go score uh, this f this winning goal, uh, but we probably shouldn't do it. So we could stick it to Joe from Philadelphia." That's kind of, you remind me because like the Rays would have cooperated. Go watch Dom Irera. He's better than me. Uh, I'm just try. I'm purpose. I'm trying to mimic people that are better than me, so people think I'm good. That's the point I'm getting at. And we also have the rest of this pick four to talk about from Woodbine. So enough of my pop culture. References aside, I'm bad with grammar tonight. It's awful. I blame Rod's Kentucky accent. So this final leg, uh, I, the Woodbine pick for, is race number seven. Now, winners of seven or one hundred thousand lifetime. You know the ra the the racing condition that they write ever just so often at Woodbine Racetrack. We have eight horses lining up here. Uh, Mike, starting with you, this race seems pretty chalky, and I don't know if you agree. Uh, three deep to finish. Uh, the four and the eight are two of the sharpest horses at the track. Uh, the eight isn't Friday yet. Has won four straight. Uh, the last three dominating fashion. This horse was pretty much the only horse that came from the back last week to win and, and did it very easily at this level. Impossible to leave off. Uh, the four big yellows won two in a row. Uh, and even the race before that was out of the ten hole and raced really well. Uh, it's going to be the speed here. They're going to have to chase him down. When he gets good, he tends to rip off a few in a row. So I'm going to use that one. And then the 6 external uh, was against the track the last two times. 
has been facing these horses and been and been close. Could be a little bit of a price. So four, six, and eight. Rod, what do you see? I'm um, four deep. The one brave world. I'm going to use uh, draws a rail. Has early speed. I think this horse uh, should be close once again, if not on the lead. There's not uh, a, a ton of early speed here, so I do think this one's going to be close throughout. The two, uh, Tuxedo Bay, looks the part. I mean, th this horse, uh, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't, but uh, is definitely capable and is fast enough. Uh, J-Max stays on and, again, draws inside. Should be halfway close. Uh, the seven, Polly Wally, I'm going to Comes from the preferred over at London last time. Uh, it's Dean Nixon. Sylvain jumps on tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, I I do like this horse. He is kind of a bigger horse. Uh, he's shown ability against tougher at Woodbine and Mohawk. Uh, no reason to think he won't be there once again. And then the eight is it Friday yet? Looks obvious. He's won four in a row. No, I mean if you don't use this horse. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to lose, but uh, good luck. <laughs> well, I need that luck because I'm not using that horse. Yeah, I, I made... I'm taking... Uh, I mean, hey, I think the race is very similar to the one, and I do prefer the one to the far outside horse, who's also a front runner. I think uh, he fits in well with this group, and I hope he uses the inside post to his advantage. I also like the two. I like uh, how he closed last time out. He fits in well with this group, and I like the price and the inside post. I'm also going to go with the three. Uh, he was good enough in October to qualify for the OSS final last November. I'm um, hoping for a price in the finale, and I think there's a lot of value with the three. Uh, I was going to say I made the mistake of not using the eight last week, and as, as I was handicapping, I thought, you know what, I'm going to lose to this horse. I mean, he wanted even money, but... It's not like I missed much as a result, but he, I thought. I did tell you he was going to win, though. You see, then that's the thing is that whenever Mike tells me he's going to win, that's when you know that that's the horse that is in fact going to win. Had I known this prior to uh, handicapping that pick you four, it's no, that's not the the point. The reason, but that's the thing. By not listening and you you saying that is an angle. The, the semantics of our relationship is how people find the winning horse is by whatever that was. Uh, I th I thought about singling Is It Friday Yet in this race because he's been so sharp, uh, but I am, I'm, I'm a wuss, and I didn't. I saw two other horses that I thought maybe they could win, uh, the first one being uh, the one Brave World who only lost by two lengths to Is It Friday Yet last time out. And that was a much better race for him on the front than some of his races past. He usually folds a lot more in the pace he had there than he did in previous starts. And so that that's a bit of a positive sign for me, uh, given the rail draw, too, that he could possibly wire the field if he gets the chance. Uh, the second horse that I use is the six, External, who's been racing well against similar competition in his three starts of the season. He debuted a winner at 6-1, to one, flying from off the pace in 26 and change, was second going first over, two starts back, and last out, rode cover and hanged a touch because is it Friday yet, just got a head start on all of them, and he finished third by four and a half lengths, which brings us to the final horse, is it Friday yet, who three starts back was a claim for Richard Moreau, and he dropped the claiming tag which 
really was the, was the sign that this horse was worth keeping, and the betters knew that. This horse was dropped down to odds on favoritism, won by four and a half lengths, wiring the field, and last out showed a different dimension, racing from slightly off the pace and then just accosting the field around that final turn to win by two and three quarter lengths as the even money favorite. So in all honesty, the eight could be good value if they really considered the outside post to be that detrimental. Otherwise, he should be the favorite here, and I thought about singling, but I didn't. So here's my ticket. My Woodbine ticket goes as follows. I am 1-3 with 2-5-6-7 with 2-5-6 with 1-6-8. That's 14-40 for 20 cents. And Mikey, Mike, your ticket. 2-3-4-7 with 3-5-7-9 with 1-2-3 with 4-6-8. It's 28-80. Rod. 1-3-5-7 with 1-2-3-6 with 3-7-9 with 1-2-7-8. And the, what's the price? How much? How much am I putting into that ticket? I didn't do the Met thirty-six bucks. Question marks fine with me, Monique. Your ticket. <laughs> this is bad. I don't have my numbers up right now. I do uh, because I, for perfect. some reason, prepared. Uh, <laughs> two three six two three four one two three one two three fourteen forty. The price on that. And now we move on to the Meadowlands. 20 minutes to go. Let's roll through this. That, that, that's a bad catchphrase. I, I need another take, guys. Um, okay. <clears throat> so the late pick four is next up at the Meadowlands. And, boys, let's just jump. Someone else already has that one. Um, I'm not going to have a good catchphrase for tonight. So this late pick four at the Meadowlands for tomorrow has a guaranteed pool of a lot. I said a lot. Quantifiably speaking, a lot is relatively close to $50,000. So I, I was in the right ballpark. And this sequence kicks off with the, with the eighth race. Wow. I did that thing where I handicapped seven through ten. Got to fix that. <laughs> this sequence starts with race. I missed the old pick four sequence. Not winners of 8,500, their last five starts. $12,000 purse. We have nine horses lining up here. Uh, Mike, starting with you. How did you see this race unfolding? Um, too deep. Uh, this non-winners of 85 is probably more like, uh, closer <laughs> to like non-winners of 5,000 types. Uh, I'm with two of the inside horses. The three are weak. His locked room last two weeks against non-winners of 5,000. Could have very easily won both of those races. Uh, it was strapped in till late and then got loose only to miss by a half a length and a neck uh, in fast races. Any kind of trip, and this horse is going to be right there. And then the four, Cisco, uh, this horse won first time back and then ran into Beyond Delight last time, who was obviously well meant for Pelling. Uh, now it gets Jingra. I would expect a little bit more aggressive drive. I, I think it's one of those two, three and four. Uh, Rod, is it one of those two? I'm using one of them. Uh, I'm going one four five three deep here. Uh, the one rather swell, <clears throat> racing a twenty claimer last time. That's about an equal level to this race. Uh, draws the rail. Andy Miller stays on. It was his choice in, in this race. Uh, I, I do like this horse based on the fact that last week he sat the rail, got shuffled, and uh, he he draws back inside this week. So I think no reason not to to think he's not going to be sitting close at least. And he's got a shot from there. The four Cisco, uh, I think, is pretty obvious. Uh, it, he gets Yannick. He draws well. Actually, draws a four hole for the third time in a row. Uh, 
two races in a row, he's been right there at the wire. So uh, with Yannick, I think he's going to be good once again. Then the five Sam's Triple Crown last week was just too far back, had no chance to win that race, but he was closing on the end of it. Jimmy Marone picks up the drive, and uh, if they have a fast track, which I think they're going to, uh, this horse should be drugged right into the mix and uh, be outside of the track. As long as they're, they're uh, closing okay, he's going to be right there in a decent price play, so one four five. Uh, Monique, for you. Uh, I'm leaving the four off my ticket. I think the three is the best horse in the race, but I'm going to go one, two, three. Uh, I like the one rather swell. I think he should appreciate racing over a fast track tonight. I don't mind the rail post at all for him. I like the two century Churchill. I like how he closed in 26 and one last time racing over a fast track and the three, he will probably be on the lead. I don't really trust a lot of the runners in here uh, to make up ground late. So I think he's had some poor posts recently, so moving closer in, inside should benefit him. I'm noticing a pattern with Monique's picks, uh, but that's uh, besides yeah, the inside not, three not horses. Yeah, not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm also three deep in this race. Uh, I, I really like Rather Swell here, mostly because I love horses that drop the claiming tag and have been racing well. That's perhaps one of the most noticeable moves that you can discern on a racing program. Moves out of the 20,000 claimers and is raced really well there into this 85 and doesn't take the optional claiming tag, which means that they want to protect this horse and they know that they can get some, they can get some money out of him. Inside draw... They didn't write this week also, by the way. What'd you say? Ahead. What'd you say? They didn't write the race this week, but, you know. What, what, what does it matter? What, what, what does it matter? They, they, it matters. If it, if it mattered, they would have saved him for it. The point is, this horse is making a positive move, period. And it's going to be a decent price. Inside draw has been racing well. Shut up about it. All week. Shut about all week. That... I broke for a second. Was the favorite last time. Uh, sat up close towards the pace and narrowly missed and lost to a much better horse. Work and play hard, if you remember, was the horse that double parked an entire mile a couple starts before winning that race. And also lost to Kaylee's Shake and Bake. So has a lot of back class uh, to support him in this endeavor. Not much more to say about that from there. And then Siskel's the third horse I use. I like third start off the layoff. Moved up in class after winning on debut last out and missed uh, against Beyond delight who in all honesty outclasses that field when he races at decent form one three four to start that pick for sequence race number nine then is the second leg it's an hours of five thousand the last five starts one five seven ten horses lining up for this one uh mike starting with you ten of them in the ten of them at the gate which ones do you prefer eight three deep uh, the four of our dad this is Jingra Burke. Uh, comes out of the 20 claimer to you know, move into the numbers of 5,000. Raced okay. Off a little bit of a break. Uh, this horse was racing numbers of 15,000 at Yonkers you know, back in December. So obviously fits at this level. Just I would expect a, a closer up drive. Uh, this horse missed a year. So you know it's, it's a little bit hard to gauge. But it's well almost 500,000. So I'll take a shot with the driver switch. Uh the nine spaghetti Eddie raced very well last time in a 12 claimer basically crushed that race. Now steps up in class, but I think Fitz gets Marcus, uh, you know, is a little bit more informed than most of these. I'll use that one. And then the 10 Southland general, uh, this horse has changed hands since his last race. 
goes to Moreno, second time Lasix, uh, you know, ran against Cisco, Sam's Triple Crown. Those, those are decent horses. Uh, I think maybe a little bit overlooked on the outside post here. Uh, if he's right, has definitely a good chance. Four, nine, and ten. Rod! What do you have? Three deep. Uh, I'm going three, four, and six. The three, six gun. Race first over. Uh, he left, got the two hole, and then pulled the two hole about the five ace pole. And he did end up winning the race. I thought raced pretty well. Uh, Jim Pantaleon stays on. He draws inside this week. I think he's got a big shot. He should be a decent price. The four for dad, and to throw him on second start off the off the bench. Uh, that first start, he kind of just went around, sat toward the back, and uh, you know he got shuffled a little bit. Raced well in a needed race. Gets Yannick. Should be in a good spot to uh, follow up some live cover if he doesn't leave which I do think he's probably going to try to gun out of there just a little bit, especially with the Onik aboard. The six, I would make you say, wow. Uh, <clears throat> Pat Berry is driving. The Onik jumped off. But uh, this horse sh shows capability. He can win. I think he's got to be close. So uh, I do expect him to be leaving in this race tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Pat Berry can be pretty ag aggressive sometimes, so uh, I do think he's probably going to do that tomorrow with this horse. And, uh, you know, if the trip works out for him, I don't know how much uh, room he's going to need on the inside because he's going to have to come up the inside, I think. It's just going to depend how, how fast they go, whether the horse on the front gets tired or not. So uh, that's kind of the angle I took with him. Three, four, six. What an oddly specific handicapping note uh monique for you in this leg i'm taking two in this one the two and the six uh, i like the two he's been heavily bet uh last three times out and although he's been inconsistent he does look to be much the best against this group and i also like the six horse he takes a logical move up in class after winning last time out i like that he finished in 151 and four and i'm hoping that he's forwardly placed in this one uh, see, the ra going up inside the rail doesn't matter, at least to her. This third, that, going up, that's such a, such an obscure way to handicap that. Not nothing against you, Rod. I can handicap any way I want. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean for that to be a test of your masculinity. However, if you would like to fight Papa Bear, please save it for the pay-per-view show coming up this August, uh, where Rod and I will go one-on-one, -on -one, tooth and nail. I'll be using the nail and a hammer, actually. I'm going to uh, be the referee. Uh, yeah, because let's, let's be honest, I'd beat Mike any day of the week. He's taking the safe way out. Uh, this third leg of the sequence is we get uber macho in the final 10 minutes for some reason. Now we're some 8,500 their last five starts. Ten, uh, wait, yeah, we're on the third leg. Wait, no, I didn't talk about the second leg myself. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. The second leg for me, I'm three deep. Six gun. I agree with Rod on this one. Showed a wake up last time, dropping in 12-5. Moves up to this level. Takes an optional claiming tag. Off that effort. Uh, 
seems to be improving. Also, note last time he was in the numbers of 5,000 level, he won. Uh, I will make you say, wow, raced very well from a rail trip last time, moved into a fast pace. It might have just taken over after everyone else had tired, admittedly, but still was able to finish that mile as the favorite in 51 and change. Has raced decently in numbers of 5,000 in the past and would just need the right trip to work out for him to do well. And finally, I use the 10. Southwind General is a bit of an interesting price. This horse is always seeming to be involved. Has dropped down to the numbers of 5,000 level three starts ago and taken a lot of play since, uh, but he just always doesn't get the right trip. He's either going first over, he's moving too late, and he, he does kind of hang, uh, but he was also stalking a fast pace that one race he hanged two starts back. Uh, so to me, from an outside post, could potentially get a bit of a more favorable trip coming from off the pace and could have a little bit more doing so at a price. So I'm 3-6-10 in the second leg. Okay, now we're on the third leg. Slap yourself in the face for that one, right? Now we're of 8,500 the last five starts. $12,000 purse. Ten horses lining up. Mike, I need to know your numbers. Uh, I'm all no uh, huge opinion in the race. What? I think that a lot can happen. Uh, there's not a terrific amount of form in here. There's some horses moving up, uh, double jumping, things like that. Uh, not in love with anything. I, I could see a few of them winning. I'm going to use them all and, and try to get some chaos. Oh, all right. That, that's a bit of a bombshell, Mike, for you to drop. Rod, what what do you see? Uh, I'm four deep here. Start with the three, Yoshi and Rocky. Uh, hasn't been, you know, in great form recently. Draws inside. The horse should be close. Uh, this is a softer non-winners at 8,500, I think, than what he's been facing recently. So I'm going to throw him on at, at an okay price. Uh, the four, I like dreaming. Pat Lachance, first off the shelf, uh, missed about two months. Really good qualifier against some really good horses, some stakes caliber horses. So I'm going to throw him on uh, just based on the fact that he was in against a lot of good horses in that qualifier. And a lot of times that'll translate into that first start against uh, a lot weaker competition. The five, Mr. Truth, uh, I'm going to use him. This looks like it's going to be a good spot for him. Uh, doesn't win very often, but uh, with, with this spot, I think if Pat Lachance drives how he's supposed to drive it and, and pulls this horse, Abitella. Uh, the five should Abitella. be following oh. and, he should be getting a really good trip and drag him right into the mix. And then I'll go way outside to the nine bad gamer. Uh, this horse raced well last time. Brett Miller stays on uh, second start over the surface. And uh, I do think he's probably poised to, to race well once again off of some cover. He just got to be drug up close enough. Three, four, five, nine. Uh, Monique for you here. Uh, I like four in this one, but I, I do see the angle and taking all uh, wide open race. But <laughs> I mean, I like the two, three, five and nine. Uh, the two ships in from Yonkers where he struggled. In fact, he struggled for the better part of last year as well. He's definitely definitely vulnerable, but I like his chances. I like the three as well. I'll excuse the last start as he drew the eight hole. I think he'll be forwardly placed today and should rate well on the front end. The five, I like the price, and I like that I see consistent 151 and change efforts. Uh, there's value to take a shot at double-digit odds. And the nine as well. Uh, narrowly missed last time on a wide trip. 
I think he's one of the most talented horses in the field, but the outside post and shorter price are deterring. But either way, he's a must include for me. I'm leaning more towards Mike's opinion on this race. There's really not a lot of form here, so I... I, I understand your sense of taking all in that regard. Uh, however, I, I, I still take two because I could only find two horses that even remotely appealed to me. Yoshi and Rocky being one of them. From an inside post, he could end up just being dragged along, or he could even send uh, for the lead and wire the field. He's done it before against Nars of 5,000 back on February 3rd. Otherwise, he's had a couple of iffy starts against this $8,500 grouping, uh, but this is, a, this is a much weaker bunch, and I'll explain why, because I, I had a couple of notes on some of the horses Rod... Uh, had and such as the four I like dreaming. Uh, note that last qualifier, even though it was an, it, it was against better horses, this horse also lost ground. There is a tendency a lot of times for uh, horses of this caliber to put in faster qualifiers when they're chasing better horses. And you look at Great Vintage Dancing Yankee Mocket. So those are all Levy caliber horses, and I like Dreamin's qualifier uh, could potentially be inflated as a result of chasing horses like that. And Mr. Truth last time also had nothing in the stretch this horse was empty and you could tell by the 28 and change last qualify or last quarter this horse seems much more like an hours a five thousand dollar horse but you're definitely gonna get a price and if i'm wrong then you're gonna be the one cashing and i'm not so then finally the other horse i use is the nine bad gamer this was the horse i noted last time or last week and he ended up fishing fourth at 31 to one shipped in from dover dropped in class road cover and finished home strongly uh just needs to replicate that stalking trip in order to perform really well here so i'm three nine in a race that shows very very little form. Last leg, race number 11. Now there's a 5,000 in the last five starts. We have how many horses lining up? We have 10 horses lining up. Mike, start us off here. Uh, I'm three deep here. I think it's between uh, the two, six, and eight. The two is, is a live closer in the race. Really had no shot last time from where he was, and I thought raced well. I, I definitely tabbed him to uh, wherever he came back and draws inside. Needs a setup, but it's definitely going to be a price. And this horse won three back in a similar type spot. Uh, the six, Calvin B, woke up last time, numbers of 8,500. This this horse has stakes lines last year. Uh, you know, I, I like to wake up. I feel like at this level, this horse is capable, especially if it's put into the race a little bit earlier. And then the eight, Artsma, raced very well, getting back to the big track last time, closed in 27 flat. Those were Cowboy Terriers alive for our course. Uh, you know, this horse has a lot of back class also. Two, six, and eight. Rod! Pretty similar. I'm going instead of the two, I'm going to use the one. Uh, first start for Scotty D. Domenico. Has missed a month, but I, th I think uh, Scotty's going to have this thing ready, especially from the rail. Uh, Pat Berry on. This horse raced first over his last start, and uh, three starts back, he was first over as well in, in that qualifier. Uh, this horse was facing open-level competition at Hoosier later in the season, made over 100000 last year. Uh, no reason not to like this horse. And he's going to be a big price. The six, Calvin B. Uh, Mike pretty much touched on this one. Uh, should be closing. And then the eight, Artsma. Uh, I love that last race, home in 27. This horse can get it if he gets the right trip. And uh, – this looks like a spot he could get a, a really good trip and get drugged right into it and pop late at a decent price. So one six eight. Monique for you. 
I'm liking four in here. I like the one, five, six, and seven. I like the one scratch sick in his last, but the prior two, he was heavily bet. Uh, there's a surprising amount of back class there, and he seems to have a knack for winning last year, which I obviously like. Uh, the five, I think he's the one to beat, entering off two straight wins. I'll try to play against him because I can already envision this super short price at post time, but he's obviously a must include. The six closed nicely in his last start. It's nice to see that if the favorite is pressured, he'll likely come off uh, come off the pace late and finish off the pieces. And the seven, I think he's been close this year twice. Last year, he was in a couple of the bigger stakes races, and I love to see that, especially a 10-to-1 morning line odds. As, uh, okay, God, I'm four deep in this last leg. Is that what God sounds like? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I have the two class prints to start off. This horse, a long time ago, was a horse that we really liked coming into that race, or at least Rod did, because uh, Rick Dane Jr. Rick Jane horses were doing really well shipping in at the beginning of the Meadowlands meet, and he ended up winning at odds of eleven to one there from the three hole, and probably races much better from the inside. That said, draws inside again, comes off a decent mile. I understand why Mike likes him, and I like him too. Uh, the three Sir Makalos, the second horse I use. This horse has some back class. Raced really well against Nars of eight. $8,500 competition. Looking four starts ago. Uh, road cover. Hanged a touch to finish second, but was still coming up in 27 and change and doing so fairly frequently. Has been wide parked. Basically had every reason to not do well. Now gets the drop in or second start at the Nars of 5,000 level. He parked two starts back at this group and then last out. Race against 50 claimers, which in all honesty that was that's not a level he should fit at at all so that's a strange move on their part but now ships back to the Meadowlands draws well and should definitely improve off of that race a uh, work and play art off of two straight wins this horse has moved up the class ladder and he clearly has reason to do so he's racing very well not much more to add about that and then uh, the eight artsma Raced very well first start out at the Meadowlands, stretching those legs on the mile track, closing to finish third. Second start out will probably uh, have to come from off the pace again, but seems to do so very well and will hopefully be a decent price considering he was 31-1 to last time. He might not take as much play because people could consider that a fluke. One thing I want to note is on Calvin B, uh, the six horse, he was dragged into a... Uh, sl uh, slowing pace as I start to stutter like Colin Firth in the King's speech. Uh, that hor that the pace in that race was incredibly fast, so this horse had some help basically getting into that mix. And he's not the same closer he was a couple of years ago, back when he used to race on Hamiltonian Day and at least some of the higher condition level races. Uh, he seems to be the age seems to be getting to him, and he doesn't really come home as well as he used to. So that said, he he probably is going to be over bet here, at least in my opinion. Again, if I'm wrong, you're going to be the one that's cashing and I'm not. I should get that on a t-shirt. Two, three, five, eight for me in the last leg, which makes my Meadowlands ticket go as follows. What are my numbers? One, three, four with three, six, ten with three, nine with two, three, five, eight. Thirty six dollars for 50 cents. Mikey Mike, your numbers. Three, four with four, nine, ten with all with two, six, eight. It's ninety dollars for 50 cents. Whoa, Rod, yours. One, four, five with Three four six with three four five nine with one six eight fifty four. Monique, <laughs> have my numbers been on my cost this time? I got a one two three with two six with two three five nine with one five six seven. Forty eight dollars for fifty cents. I did the math. 
in my head and not on a calculator. That said, want to thank uh, Monique, the Parlay Queen, for joining us for this edition of North American Hearts Update. It was a pleasure to have you on to handicap these races. Hopefully, I didn't overtalk you, or we didn't overtalk you at all, and you, hopefully you had a good time coming on to talk about some races, even though we just kind of handicapped here and there. But again, it's still thank you for coming on and contributing your thank opinion. Thank you so much for having me. I had a, I had a great time, a lot of fun. Uh, I think I fit in well with my glasses, although I wish I did get the memo, but <laughs> thank you guys for having me. And that said, again, we also want to thank uh, the Parlay Queen. And if you're at home not thanking her for being on the show, I really can't do anything about that. I mean, it's just kind of common courtesy to thank your guest for contributing their time because they could be doing other things like watching Cheers on TV land. That's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. But for me... Uh, Ray Catolo falling out of my chair from the sheer enthusiasm I get from talking about horse racing. Thank you for listening to another edition of North American Horse Update. Next week, uh, more racing from London, Woodbine, and Meadowlands. Uh, but for now, I have been Ray Catolo. They're Mike Prebozzi, Rod Alms Jr., and par- at Parley Queen on Twitter, Monique. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm curling up into a ball and rapidly approaching the fetal position because it's time for an internal crisis. But that's not for you uh, to observe. But again, thank you for listening. And we hope you tune in next week for more fun gambling horsey action going in circles and circles and circles and circles.